Welcome to Horror Movie Yearbook. I'm your host, Willie, and with me is my fellow host, Mr. Tim Long. Tim, how are you? I am doing excellent. How are you? I'm pretty good. This is uh, this is me after I've seen Venom, Let There Be Carnage. So you have seen Venom, man. Let There Be Carnage. I'm a new man. How was Venom, Let There Be Carnage? Tell me. Uh, very silly. So the thing, the weird thing about Venom is he's a guy, he's, I think he's kind of a silly character to begin, to begin with. Yes. I like both of these movies. I like both Venom movies. They are extremely silly though. Silly though. And what cracks me up about this is like the most serious take we've had on Venom so far is Spider-Man 3. Like, Which is amazing. <laughs> I sent you a text looking back and like, I remember when people <laughs> made fun of like a movie where uh, Peter Parker danced like a goofball and they said it was too goofy and Venom was in it. And now I get movies where Venom is like in a rave. That's so sweet. <laughs> and Woody Harrelson is like insane. In this movie. You know, I, I'll say this. I'll say this about Spider-Man 3 real quick before you, before you continue. No, you're good. You're good. I don't love the inclusion of Venom because it's very just smashed into the end of that movie and feels very afterthought because it kind of was. I don't think Topher Grace is bad. Like, as Eddie Brock, he's just playing a different kind of Eddie Brock. Like, he's playing, right. like, a sniveling kind of... He's think, not playing, like, bodybuilder Eddie Brock from the comics or something. No, it dives more into... And it's it's a part of the character, too. It dives more into the Catholic side of Eddie Brock, too. Yes. And, yes, and that, I actually think that the scene where he's in the church, like, begging for Peter Parker to, to die... Yeah. ...is, like, actually kind of good. Like, it's a good scene. <laughs> I think we talk a little bit about it in the bracket episode. There are really good moments in that there movie. Are, it just yeah. never comes together. No. Anyway. So, so um, but I real quick... Uh, now we brought up Venom, I wanted to bring this up. So I'm in the theater, and I go see it with brother. And there's not a lot of people in there. It's just kind of a smattering of people all around. How's Woody real quick? Good. Oh, my goodness. Okay, okay. Oh, my goodness. So there's no second act in this movie. No. Like, it just kind of, without spoiling too much. They just kind of fight. And... There's a first act, and then, like, the second act is, like, 15 minutes long. And then it's, it's like, let there be Carnage. Let's get Carnage back here. But Woody is, they're kind of doing, like, a natural-born killers riff with Woody. Okay. And um, Shriek is it? Yeah, I think yeah, it's Shriek. Yeah. Who, um, Naomi Harris, I think. Naomi Woody's. Harris. But <laughs> who Woody I like is, quite uh, a bit. I mean, he is. I'm. He and Tom Hardy are having a lot of fun, and Good. maybe that's all that matters. That's the goal. And the thing is, I talked about the silliness, and I like. I'm like, I kind of want a more serious Venom movie, but my favorite parts of this are like the slapsticky stuff in it because the silly, there's some, yeah. Andy Serkis directs it, and he's. Uh, I mean, he's a motion actor and stuff too, and you can tell Tom Hardy is like really into kind of the slapstick. He's basically want. He's trying to do like a Buster Keaton type. He is. with these movies, and it's it's a blast to watch. <laughs> can we? Hey, can we? Um... Can we talk about the post credit stuff? I mean, that's a spoiler, so I don't know if you want to. Let's or not. talk about it off air. If we okay, can. I sure. don't want to. I don't want to lead off the episode. Okay, because I have questions for you. Yeah, based I, on things that I've read. I will say this: I loved it. Did so, you? Yeah, I did. Okay, um, I did. So, <laughs> all right, moving on. Oh, so we're, I'm in the theater. Yeah, in the theater. Yeah, I'm in the theater, and like, there's a commotion behind me, and there were there were like a group of, I think like teenage kind of like high school girls that came in, and they were they were a little bit rowdy. I don't think they were drunk, but they were they're kind of like sugar high. I would sure. say they're kind of like bubbly goofy. I mean, they're about to see Venom. <laughs> And so I could hear them throughout the movie, but they weren't really bothering me because, first of all, it was a $5 show on a Tuesday night. The theater near me has a special. I don't care if if people are kind of making noise during. You're not concerned about missing a, a, a line of dialogue? <laughs> this or movie's so damn loud, too, that I can't hear them half the time. They could be screaming at the top of their lungs behind me. I can't hear them. But every once in a while, the movie got quiet and they would be giggling and laughing. And then all of a sudden, I hear a commotion behind me and because I, I was just so enraptured with the film yeah, in front of, of me. I didn't realize there was an usher behind me and I 
hear the dude like two rows behind me to my left and they're up towards the top and he's just like screaming. He's like, will you kick them out of here? They've been laughing and uh, talking and they've had their phone on and throwing popcorn the whole movie. And, and so I'm like, oh boy, things are things are happening back here. Things are here. heating up. <laughs> things are heating up. Let there be carnage indeed. And so the usher, and I feel bad for the usher because I'm, I'm sure he was just like a kid yeah. and it's got to be a shitty he job. He probably knows them. He probably, he probably goes to school. They're probably his friends. He probably goes to high school with them. He's probably got a crush on one of the girls. And so he's sitting back there and instead of like kicking them out or even telling them to just be quiet, that was the other thing too is the dude behind me is just like jumped straight to like kick them out of here. Yeah, <laughs> not like, like, hey, can you tell them to quiet hey, down? quiet them down a little bit? He's just like, they got to get out of here. So um, <laughs> so he's, he's talking to them and now I'm super distracted now because I've tried to listen to this and the movie's happening. But you're fascinated by it. But I'm happy to this and it's not like a quick conversation. This conversation goes on for multiple minutes behind Uh, me like going on like three or four minutes and I hear the dude behind me um, because he's like still calling back and forth. I'm like, first of all, sir, this is way more distracting than anything yeah, they've please. done the entire movie. Yeah. And I hear him call out, I think, to somebody else. And he goes, can you back me up on this? And somebody, I don't know if it was a girl or whoever he asked, or a girl in the group goes, no, I'm not backing you up on anything. <laughs> and then some dude, some dude, a hero from the back, just yells out to the usher. He's like, hey, can you kick them out already? I'm trying to watch the movie. <laughs> so finally, they get kicked out. And... I'm like, okay, like they escort him out and the girl goes, it's my birthday, you know? And the usher goes, I'm sorry, it's your birthday, but you got to (laughs) leave. Like, I don't think it's her birthday. First of all, it is her birthday and she chose it to get drunk watching Venom. (laughs) That rules. (laughs) What a a rock star this girl is. That's like a perfect birthday to me. But then, so later on, we're getting towards the end of the movie and like... I didn't really see the group of girls. I don't know if it was the same group, but like three or four teenage girls just reappear towards the end of the movie from outside of the thing. And I, I don't know if it was, I may have snuck around from movie to movie in my younger days. Yeah. Like I may have paid for a movie and said, this sucks. I'm going to go see another one. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if it was, but then all of a sudden I see like someone from behind me where that dude was sitting. Cause I never really turned around. He like gets up and like shoes these people. <laughs> So either it was the same same group of girls, or he's just like he's mad with power now that he's kicked yeah. out. <laughs> he's a monster. What does he become? So uh, the movie was fine, but uh, that was uh, my wow. favorite part. What a journey, man! <laughs> wow. Wild wild times at the Tuesday night showing, Tuesday night value showing of Venom too. <laughs> I used to have issues. Um, there's a theater in in. Uh, Birmingham, the Palladium. I used to have issues there. That's why I stopped going there because it was like, it was just teenage kids, and that's fine. Like I was a teenage kid once too, and I get it. But you're, yeah. but like, if I actually wanted to watch a movie, I got kind of tired of it. I'm like, all right, this is annoying. Um, that's the thing. Sometimes I like a good rowdy crowd. Like it depends. If I'm, like if I'm in a horror movie and it's like scary, I don't yeah. mind if kids are just screaming and laughing the whole time. I don't care. It's the talking through the movie that drives me. The nuts. talking. I don't talk the whole. I time. do have issues with the phone use. If if it's in front of me, if it's, it's in front of me, me, I don't care. But yeah. if it's like directly in front of me and someone's on their phone the whole time, like every once in a while, if someone pulls, if I, you don't, need, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a jerk. Uh, sorry, apparently I'm tired. Um, no, the one time I almost got into it with somebody in a theater was Sicario. <laughs> I know, I know, I knew you were gonna laugh at that because it's some silly <laughs> shit. But like Sicario is kind of a movie you got to pay attention to. This is not one that I this would is, assume like someone's like being out of hand at. Yeah, this guy was on the in the same row as us all the way at the end with a girl with a woman. I assume a date of some sort, and he was literally talking to her the whole time. 
I mean, the whole time. Yeah. There was, it was, it was, they were not, they were not, these weren't like a, what is that guy's name? Or like, wait, what did he say? It was like, like a conversation removed from anything that was happening in the theater. And uh, I couldn't see him because he was way back in the corner. It's like dark over there. Like there's no good lighting over there. Yeah. But I, I like, I, this was going on for like tw- like 15, the first 15 minutes of the movie. And I'm patient, but I found I can't do this anymore. So I just stood up and I said, I said, can you guys please stop? Like, please stop talking. Right. And then like this guy stood up and stared at me and he was like huge. <laughs> like. See, this is when you go get the usher. <laughs> he was big. Um, and he did not look happy. And I was like, this sucks. I'm going to get killed at Sicario. <laughs> at a Sicario matinee. And um, and then he, he his his girlfriend got up or his wife got up and they just like left. And I was like, sweet. Good, good. But he was. I. I think there was a moment there where he was like, "I kind of wanna." I'm gonna yeah. kill this guy. Well, yeah, yeah. But he's probably I'm, already mad. I'm glad he, he and his wife are probably on on edge. And now he's got someone telling him to be quiet who's trying to watch the car. Yeah, I want. He watch has the no car. interest in watching this. Really, you're the one out of line here, Willie. Yeah, yeah. I'm the bad guy here. I don't know. <laughs> one time when uh, <laughs> I was at the first X Men movie, and yeah. it, I was so excited to see it. And I will never. I'll have this. I think I ended up having to go back. That was an exciting time. Man. It was an exciting time. It was like one of the first. It was. It was the X Men on the screen. And Hell yeah! I sat there in this kid, and um, I, he was around the same age as me. It was weird because I didn't know him. He must have been from out of town or the Catholic school in town. Uh, <laughs> but he sat on his chair sideways, like, and stared at the girl next to him. I assume his girlfriend, and just the whole movie in front of me, just stared at her. <laughs> So, there may have been a murder later that night. I don't that's, know. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> so, that's spooky. Um, any more horror stories from you before we move on? Nah, nah, nah. nah. I mean, I've, I'm sure there's plenty. That, but yeah, we could devote a whole episode to this if we oh, have we not could. already. Absolutely. Steve, let us know. He's got. Uh, everybody loves to do their October uh, 31 Days of Horror, and I love to do it too. I'm doing some. I'm, I'm watching the Hammer movies, like the Hammer horror movies. Yeah, you've been cruising through. Cruising through those. Um, I feel jealous of that. I wish I, I did. I want to give a shout out to, I've seen, this is like, we talk about blind spots on here too, like stuff we wish we have seen more of uh, from a certain subgenre or subgenre <laughs> or maybe a studio like Hammer here. And I've been working through it and I do want to give a shout out to The Brides of Dracula, which is the sequel to the original Dracula. And I've only seen like the big Hammer movies and a smattering of the sequels, uh-huh. but like this one rocks. <laughs> and it's Brides on of Pe- Dracula. Okay. Brides of Dracula. It doesn't even have Dracula in it. Um, it does have Van Helsing. Peter Cushing is back on Van Helsing, but it's about, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Baron Meester, who's this dude that like this Baroness or this lady keeps in her basement. Like she keeps him chained up in the basement and he's like a disciple of Dracula because um, they couldn't get Christopher Lee back. Uh, this movie this movie rocks and it's one of those things that's like a discovery for me that I wouldn't have discovered unless sounds right unless I was doing this kind of rewatch of these hammer horror movies which of course are the old uh, British horror movies that kind of did like kind of remakes redos of the old classic monster movies so they've done Frankenstein Dracula I really like the mummy one too that they did um, and I was kind of taken aback by how much I liked that a lot oh, of the, okay yeah that's I forgot they did mummy stuff yes too. yeah Chris Lee's the mummy um, so the first one is Horror of Dracula. Horror yes. of Dracula. I believe it in in Great Britain it's just called Dracula, but yes. Now there's a they they made more um obviously after that. Yes. Cuz it's like Dracula Prince of Darkness with Christopher Lee, Dracula has risen. The thing yeah. I remember about the Hammer horror movies is they got I remember them being hornier than they have been so far. 
Okay. Like, and I think that comes later with like the later Dracula sequels. I believe the later Dracula sequels, like when we start getting in the late sixties and the seventies, get like super super horny. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of these, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not gonna make it through them all. Obviously, we'll see how it goes. But I've made it through. I'm only through. I've made it through because I started with the Quatermass Project, which is why by Nigel Neal, who wrote Halloween Three, and John Carpenter was a big fan of those movies and those books. Um, and his work, and he was kind of inspired by him in a lot of ways. So I started there, and I've been working through the early stuff right now. Very cool. And I'm starting to get into the sequels. And uh, but Brides of Dracula is on Peacock right now. But sorry, that was an aside. So is I, it on the free Peacock? Or is yes, it on the, okay. free with ads. Yep. Um, but Steve got at us, and he wanted to he wanted us to approve his uh, his watch list for October. So we're gonna go over this real quick, if you don't mind. Okay. Yeah, I'm down. Uh, Night of the Living Dead, the OG. Yeah. Uh, the Stranger is unrated. He's got Blu-rays here. Mm-hmm. Now, this one, he texted me outside. I'll just let you know. Dracula Untold, baby. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> just hell put yeah. It, This is a safe space here for Dracula Untold Damn fans. Straight. Movie, that movie's sweet. <laughs> the movie is sweet. That's what I told him, too. I'm like, this movie, that movie rocks. Don't let anybody sweet. tell you yeah. any differently. Yeah, either. that should have been the dark universe. Yes, man. exactly. Yeah. Um, what's, his, what's his name? What's my man's name? Uh, oh, my Luke dude. Evans. Uh, uh, God, why am I blanking? Um, or Charles Dance. Charles Dance. Charles Dance did it. But Luke, yeah, he like a post credit thing, like where he's like, "I'm still Dracula," or "No, I'm still whatever I am." I don't know what he was. He wasn't Dracula. That was Luke Evans. Um, yeah, that should have been the Dark Universe. <laughs> Luke Evans deserved more Dracula movies too. Hell yeah, he did. Uh, then Dracula the Coppola movie. Okay, um, the '92, I think. Yeah, this looks like the. Cra- no, it's later than that. I think. Okay. What do you Is think? Of, what are you? Where are you? Where do you stand on that one? We've never done that one on the podcast. Dracula. Yeah. Um. No, it was ninety two. I'm sorry. I apologize. Um. It's a Gary Oldman one, right? Yeah. 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 yeah it's weird. I don't know. <laughs> it. The, <sighs> I prefer it to Branagh's Frankenstein. If we're. I do. Yeah. Yes, which was like I think a response to it almost. Um. I don't know. It's. It's a little bit too swept up in the the romance gothic romance thing of it all which i understand is is part of the the story and part of the vampire lore and whatnot but i get a little bit bored with some of that stuff if i'm being honest i like my vampires to kind of kick ass and like treat humans like cattle not like you're not a big fan of like the euro trash sexy vampire no i'm not you like i never have been no i i like i like that's why i like like lost boys i love lost boys because they just want to like party and they just see people as food. Like right. that's about it. Um, Near Dark is a perfect example of that, where it's like they, they're just nothing romantic about the vampires in Near Dark. Like they're they're ass the the kind of nasty people. Right. Not even people, but you know what I mean. Um, I like that. Thirty Days a Night even is one where like I don't love that movie, but like I love that they're they're like nasty vampires. Like there's nothing like they're animals that like see us as a meal. <laughs> I kind of like that. I think it's cool. Um. I think it's a well-made movie. I just it's not my cup of tea. I guess the Crazies remake. It's all right. All right. People love that movie. That movie is on. So I've been watching a lot of um, cable this month because the AMC has Fear Fest going on. Yeah. And TCM's been showing. TCM showed. Uh, I texted you last night. Turner Classic Movie Show. Deadly Fred. Which these, is these maniacs that they've lost their minds. Over. Of all the things that happened in the last two years, that might be the the, the clearest <laughs> sign of the apocalypse. And here's the know. thing: they used to have. T- uh, uh, 
show, I guess you would call it, called TCM Underground that would show kind of cult movies at like 2 a.m. This was a different beast. This was on during dinner time. Wes Craven's Deadly Fred was on during dinner time, so I sat down and watched the whole thing. But anyway, The Crazies is an AMC uh, Fear Fear Fest staple now. Crazies on all the time, the remake. So I'm with you. So funny. I think it's okay. Uh, I'm not actually that big on the original either, so... Yeah, I'm not like, it's for whatever not, reason. It's, it's just not for me. It's not ever been my thing. Uh, the, the my biggest takeaway from the crazies is that um, Nick always used to make fun of Timothy Oliphant in the movie because like his body looks weird. Like <laughs> like his sheriff's outfit doesn't fit him great, and so he looks kind of weirdly proportioned. <laughs> and he was totally right. Like uh, I remember him being like, "Look at Timothy Oliphant's weird upper body," and I'm like, "Oh my god, he is. He's like weird." It was like, it, it's the outfit, but still very funny. Ghostbusters 1 and 2. Okay. Uh, Scream, the original. Yeah, great. Uh, Land of the Dead. Okay. Friday the 13th, four-movie collection. Now, are you familiar with this collection? This is a four-movie collection. I want to see real quick. I I can imagine it'd be the first four. That's kind of what I think. But then I think think maybe it's just the Paramount movies. Were there four Paramount movies? There's eight Paramount movies. Oh, oh, sorry, New Line. The New Line would be four. Okay, let's see the four yeah. movie collection. Yeah, it could be it too. All right, I'm looking right now. Yeah, because it'd be Jason Goes to Hell and then Jason X. What Steve sent in was only a side. No, it's it's one, two, three, four. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. That's um, a great choice. Yeah. Yes. Is he, he's not counting that as one movie though. Well, I think, right. the yeah, I think uh, there aren't 31 movies here. Well, there aren't 31 DVDs here that he took a shot of. Okay. So uh, 28 days later, 28 weeks later, I, both of those. Um, okay. The first. Saw, How do you feel about Twenty Eight Weeks Later? Are you a fan of that movie? I think we've talked about it. I a waffle little. on that a little bit. I love the beginning of it. Movie. Rules <laughs> the, the opening sequence. Great. Uh, my brother texted me the other day, and he's like, "Have you seen this movie?" And it was Twenty Eight Weeks Later because it's on HBO Max, and he's been kind of in the mood for horror too. And I'm like, "Yeah, but have you seen Twenty Eight Days Later?" And he's like, "No, I haven't." I'm like, "Is a sequel to that? Twenty Eight Days Later is awesome. Like, watch you need to watch it. it. Yeah. Like, I think that's a Stone Cold classic, and I like Weeks Later. I think it's a decent sequel overall. It's certainly a sequel, but but you have to see Twenty Eight Days Later as what I oh, told him. Yeah. But I'm like, the beginning of Twenty Eight Weeks Later rocks. <laughs> that sequence might be the best thing in either one of those movies, right? Which is funny because like Days is the better movie, but like that might be the best sequence in that series of movies. I'm still looking for a third. Yeah, me too. Have they done any sort of like graphic novel? Yes. They have? They've the, done comics, yeah. Okay. I might have yeah, to they, they, they spin out of characters from... Uh, it's uh, Naomi... Uh, it's, it's Naomi Harris, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in, in 28 Days Later. Yeah. Yep. Her character has um, her own comic book series that takes place, I think, after the movie, I think. Yeah. Selena is her character's name. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard it's really good. Boom. The comic book. Oh, Boom does a lot of those yeah. license. Yeah, very yeah. cool. Uh Saw, the original Saw. This is a good one here. Uh Sideways, starring Paul Giamatti and uh, Thomas H. <laughs> you big you sideways fan? No. I never understood the I don't know. It was one of those like every so often there's one of those like indie darlings that yeah. comes out that like everybody's talking about. And oftentimes I go, eh, it's fine. Uh, Little Miss Sunshine is one. Like, I think it's a very fun mo- little movie. Yeah. Like, people thought it was, like, the greatest thing that ever existed. What's all, what I love is when those come out and it gets, like, a it gets like a cult following. That I love the backlash. Yeah, so. this movie sucks. What are you talking about? I know. Like, like why are you <laughs> hating on Because be, like, no in between. I know. It's terrible. Like, can't we just think it's okay? I don't know. Um, yeah, pretty kind of funny. The Dawn remake. 
Um. Okay. Yeah. We. I, yeah. We've talked about that. We like that. Um. Army of Dead Screwhead Edition, of course. Army of du- Army of Darkness, not Army of Dead. What's the uh, Screwhead Edition? It's one of the billion uh, DVD versions of Army of Darkness. Basically. Okay. Yeah. It's just about, called. I think I've got the Boomstick Edition. <laughs> That's why I was like, which one is this? <laughs> uh, Near Dark is on here, and then Drag Me to Hell is what he finishes up with. So I, uh, how how would you grade out a uh, Steve? A great uh, list of movies. Yeah. Me too. Um, I, told, y- yeah. What I've always wanted to do. Uh, it, like I don't think I've watched 31 movies this year. Um, what I what I've always wanted to do is take um, do a 31 days of horror and find ways to link them. Like you're playing a game movie bomb, mm. where it's like actor movie actor. Okay. Um. So like, oh, okay. this will play into what I t- yeah how yeah I yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like that's like okay. So I say, uh, Christopher Lee, and then you'd be like, okay. Lord of the Rings with Elijah Wood. And then I okay. I, then I say okay. Uh, the Good Son with Macaulay Culkin. And then you go okay. Home Alone with Joe Pesci. And we go back and forth. Okay. Until one of us is stumped. That's the the way movie bomb or or, or actor and just movie keep actor doing horror. Yeah. Or you just bounce back and forth with movies. But I thought it'd be fun to do that with like like uh, a thirty one days of horror thing because like to find like links between the the next movie. So like maybe I start off my thirty one days of horror with Halloween, and then the next movie I watch is another Carpenter movie. But then oh maybe I watch um. Or maybe you watch like a Jamie Lee Curtis, or maybe exactly. you watch like Prom then I watch Night, Prom Night yeah. and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep it the theme and make it a slasher movie. So I watch this movie, you know, and you find a way to link all of them together. Okay, so this plays into because he he asked for suggestions, and I'm going to ask okay. you in a second. But then I told him um, maybe follow up sideways and do a Paul Giamatti doubleheader with. Um, I told him John dies at the end, which is kind of a fun Don Coscarelli movie. Yeah, I like John dies, dies at the end quite a bit. And um, if anybody hasn't read the book, it's quite fun as well. But then he 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 said I like this or do Lady in the Water. So it's kind of similar and um, similar to what you were talking about. Now, do you have any suggestions that he should work in there, as far as what he should throw in maybe for well his so thirty one days of horror? What I like, what I like about his list is it's mostly it's it's there's a couple of dark ones in there, a couple of like. Like a twenty eight days later, where it's like it's kind of grimy and stuff, just to like uh, cleanse the palate, I guess in a way, or, or dirty the palate, maybe. Um, but most of them tend to be like fun, and I, the, yes, those that, are the kind of horror movies I like to watch during the Halloween season. I like to watch fun movies, and I like to watch like classic, like Universal or like the Hammer movies. I'm You've always, now. yeah, I've never really dipped into that too much, so I maybe I should try that. But I, um, but even I'm those with, qualify, I think, is fun. <laughs> yes, they're they're light, they're lighter. Um, they're more. I like party movies during the Halloween season, like right. horror, like Trick or Treat is like the perfect example. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I, you know, like I'll just suggest some of the ones that I always like to watch around this time of the year. Uh, Night of the Creeps is is Night of the Creeps and Monster Squad make a, like a wonderful double header. Those two are a ton of fun. They're both Fred Decker movies. They're tonally similar. I like those two around this this time of year. I think they they both make good Halloween. Yeah, you can Halloween rent Night movies. of the Creeps. Um, it's not on any streaming service right now, but it is worth a rental. And we did a, we did a uh, an episode on that one. Yeah. Oh, during the uh, I remember that one. Now it was during the like the <coughs> excuse me the beginning of the pandemic. As you I, cough. As I cough. <laughs> I swear it was just because I caught spit in my throat. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Beetlejuice, another good one for this time of year. I always think Beetlejuice is kind of a fun right um, horror type film for this time of year you um, I, you burton fan i i kind of like i still have a soft spot for burton i still watch burton's almost like kevin smith and i still watch yeah. everything and hope he kind of recaptures that magic for me but i don't watch everything he does necessarily but like i still like burton i think that like 
the good is far outweighed the bad. I think in terms of what Burton's put out there. So you sleep how? Do you like sleep how? Yeah, I do. I do too. Is that's a good movie to watch around this time of year too? I it's think. perfect for this time of year. Yeah. Um, I also like horror anthologies around this time of year. Okay. I always like horror anthologies, but I Ooh, really there's like a new the VHS out that apparently is very good. Oh, cool, awesome! Yeah. I need to check that out. Um, Cat's Eye is one that I always go to. Um, it's not one of the best, but I always liked it around this time of year. Course Creep Show, uh, Tales from the Hood is amazing. Um, Tales from the Dark Side, the movie actually deserves some praise. Um, I think there's a lot to like there. Um, oh, hey, Creep Show. This just talking. We had a retweet from Joe Lynch last week. So, did we really? <laughs> yes. You're kidding me. <laughs> I forgot. I got busy at work, so I've been. Um, on Twitter, I've been trying to be a little more active and review certain things. I've been reviewing Creep Show as I watch it. I'm also review. I've also just tweeting about, uh, but not very well about Midnight Mass. Uh, but like, I'm only four episodes in because I've I've told everybody that we are the slowest TV watchers in the universe. Yeah, you and I are not good at this. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I Joe Lynch had an episode of Creep Show that I loved. Um, okay. and I've been kind of iffy on most of the season, but his episode I really really like. It was uh, written by Josh Mallerman, who did um, I believe he's from around here too, but he did Bird Box. He wrote Bird Box. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. He is a band, too, I think. Or Does he, he? He played music locally, I'm pretty sure, too. That's right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, we got a... Uh, it was because we're both Joe Lynch fans out here, so I wanted, I wanted to awesome, tell you about man. it because I forgot to tell you about it. So yeah. I yeah. like... Uh, I, I like Joe Lynch. Uh, Shudder retweeted us, too, which is pretty cool. There we go. Yeah, nice. <laughs> We've made it. But <laughs> I don't... Yeah, I try not to nerd out too much about those things, but I always like... Yeah, and he uh, commented on it. Yeah, that's right. This is insane. <laughs> How did I not notice this? <laughs> Joe Lynch rules. I always try to, too. Like, I always try to side. Like, if I give an opinion on something, I always try to sign. Uh, I always try to sign at least the initial tweet, but I think I may have. So, like, I always put Tim at the end of it. Just so, like, you're not caught up in my stupid fucking opinion. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not just tossing out some opinion and speaking for you. So, um, anyway. That's um, awesome. That's cool. So that was very cool. So, okay, cool. Good suggestions for Steve. If you want us to grade your watch list, just let us know. Like, tag us in a poster and yeah. send it in to us. We love to. We love to judge other people's uh, opinions on things. Or, or, And we will also give you suggestions for things to watch. For sure. And yes. Joe Lynch, if for some bizarre reason you're listening, thanks for the retweet. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, there are six volumes, by the way. There are six trade paperbacks of the 28 Days Later comic book. Um, and it like won awards and stuff. So yeah. I think it's well worth checking out. Yeah, I might um, see if that's on. There's they've got some stuff on Comicsology that's like Boom Studio. So I, I th- might check I would, that out. It might be worth checking out. Uh, I I've read a, an issue or two, and I think I remember liking it a lot. You think the time? You um, think Time Travelers got it? I'll get the maybe. <laughs> maybe <laughs> the back the back all. issue bins. Uh, Declan Shelvely, I think, is the artist on it, and he's done some really cool stuff with Marvel lately. So yeah, what's he do? He, uh, he's done. He did Moon Knight uh, that recently. I recommended that and to his my Moon Knight art yeah. is really, really cool stuff. Um, you know, I'm a sucker for that. So, yeah. All right, we're not going to jump in the time machine this week. No, because we, we're, we're, we're going to go. jump into. We're going to drive off the Death Valley on our choppers, our American <laughs> choppers. <laughs> oh my God! So <laughs> we'll talk about the Undertaker. We're going to get to the movie eventually, but I, I mean, it, there's not a ton to talk. We're going to talk. We're, we're going to get into the experience eventually. But um, I think I would have been like 16 year old me, 15 or 16 year old me. So there was Biker. There are two version, two main versions of the Undertaker. There's like the Undertaker that everybody knows. He's like the he's the dead man. He he's he's like the gothic. Well, he's at variations, of course, but right. he's the, he's the big scary guy that comes like, out 
and he's like got a horror vibe and, and a, and a very dark. supernatural he's yeah. got some supernatural powers right. but then there was the biker version of the Undertaker the American badass and I remember his debut was in like 2000 I think and mm-hmm. it was at it was at WWF Judgment Day 2000 and he came out and American Badass by Kid Rocket. That's right. It, like it goes, he's here, and it was like, it was like kind of like a, a Nightmare on Elm Street type uh, video yeah, on the screen. Yeah, that's right. Like the jump roping girls, jump yeah, roping yeah, girls, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they. I think it may have even had kind of a similar rhyme. And uh, the little girls go, he's here, and then American Badass by Kid Rock kicked at it, and the Undertaker appeared, and like sixteen year old me just lost his shit. Oh, it was like this is the best thing I've ever seen in my entire. I'm like, oh my god, he's a biker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what the fuck? And Kid Rock was like a big, big, big. <laughs> no, I mean he's very popular, but like he was big when that when that happened. Yes. Like that was the time period where he was like blown up. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the whole thing was like, oh my god, what is happening right now? This is the coolest. I am American <laughs> Badass. Yeah. And then they they changed his theme song to Rollin' by Limp Bizkit. Limp Bizkit. Yep. Yep. At one point. Uh, I'm sure um, there are some some like licensing reason behind that that I don't or maybe I'm sure they had a, yeah. probably had like a certain timetable they could use the American Badass thing. Yeah. Um, probably asking for that. Oh, that, that green. Yeah, yeah. Some of that Vince McMahon money. Um, <laughs> Fred Durst, he'll give it up. He'll don't, he don't care. He's like whatever. <laughs> um, they're like playing again, by the way. Limp Bizkit is a thing again. Yeah, I saw I saw a recent picture of Fred with his yeah. hair. Yeah, yeah, pretty cool stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, I always like Wes Borland, the guitar player. For he's a pretty good player. Uh, yeah, he? he's pretty good, and I always say he was cool looking. Um, anyway, that's what I. Remember. I'm not a big musician. I don't know a lot about music, but I remember people saying like, honestly, the music, like the musicianship of Limp Bizkit, like with Wes Borland, is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, it's sad because I think a lot of those guys from that time period, like the ones that kind of got lumped to like the new metal stuff, like I feel like there's a lot of like really strong musicianship in there. Right. It's just, if you don't like the music, you don't like the music. Yeah. Um, uh, the drummer, the original drummer for Slipknot, well, I guess one of the three drummers, but the, the, the lead drummer for Slipknot, the original, uh, Joey Jordison just passed away. Mm-hmm. Not too long back. They, he's like one of the best drummers ever, like yeah. ever. Like, and, and if you, if you, if you look online and stuff, people like, like, yeah, he's amazing. He was incredible, you know? And, um, but like, I think it sometimes he, you know, maybe guys in those kinds of bands got poo-pooed because it was like, well, it's a fad. You know, well, I mean, when when old Durst is coming out and talking about the nookie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe it's, sometimes. It's, it's cooler now. <laughs> no, it's cooler now. With his hair. Uh, so, is it a wig? I don't know. I have no idea. That's what makes it so much better. I don't want to know. <laughs> no. Um, I, like, I like the mystery. Yeah. Like, whatever you're doing, it's working. Um yeah, I remember Biker Taker. My favorite period of Undertaker in wrestling was uh, the Ministry of Darkness Taker. <laughs> There's some wild shit that happens I at, love the, that at that shit. time. Dude, that was like peak, um, like my peak wrestling viewing he, at that point in time. Because this, like he was like building an army of like weird horror characters that I didn't understand most of them. At WrestleMania 15. So I'm going to explain this because... Some people, we, we may have some younger listeners. We're getting a little, we're getting up there. I know. But, uh, I know. So, it. like, some people may not know how just how wild the late '90s were, just in general, when it came to entertainment and, and nuts, and especially when it came to prof- professional wrestling. So, he was a Satanist. Uh, Undertaker played kind of like a Satanist, like he, um, and he would crucify people on his Undertaker symbol. Basically. Yeah, he went from just kind of a big scary guy who had some like like some very basic horror gimmicks like tombstones and yeah and uh you know some fire here and there and stuff like that to like now he's a cult leader 
He's like David Koresh. At, every, at WrestleMania 15, there was a Hell in the Cell match. And yeah. Big Boss Man, who was a cop, he played a char- the character, not an actual cop, but he played the character of a cop. Undertaker had his ministry and himself tie a noose around the cop's neck and they hung him from the cell. Yeah, they lynched him. <laughs> they lynched him in the Insane. middle. Insane. And people just watched this. And if you listen to the crowd reaction, it's kind of like, uh, <laughs> There are so uh, many things that happened back in the late 90s. But you know what? What's funny he is- He kidnaps Vince McMahon's daughter and then like- It's implied. I don't even know if it's implied. It's almost like, almost stated like, I'm going to impregnate you. And the thing is, though, like, <laughs> like we're talking will. about this, like, it's not, it's, it's not acceptable now. But then you look back and, like you said, with the crowd reaction, I'm not sure it was completely acceptable what they were doing. <laughs> no, but people were tuning in because they wanted to see how crazy it would get, right? <laughs> yes. That was part of it. Yeah. Because, because you said with the crowd reaction, it's very silent, and then people go like, "Holy fuck, they're lynching this guy!" Yeah, this I'm is like, weird. This yeah. is nuts. What do we? If I like this. <laughs> so, what do you remember? Uh, side very note. confrontational. Speaking of the big boss man, do you remember the kennel from Hell match? Of course, yeah. One of the greats. Um, Mick Foley, if you can seek it out, it's probably on YouTube, does a commentary, I believe, for that match where he just makes fun of it the whole time. It's really funny. And he included it on one of his DVDs. <laughs> uh, basically, the kennel from Hell match was like a cell match. If you know, a steel cage or a hell in the cell. Yeah. It was a cell match and they had dogs, like, like kind of like police dogs, Doberman pinchers, I They're think. They're like Dobermans, yeah. Like Dobermans outside. And they spent the entire, these are not... These were not vicious dogs. They spent the entire time just pissing and peeing. They kind of sh- like crapped and peed and napped. And I think there was some dog humping perhaps going on. It was really funny. <laughs> yes. These were not these were not vicious animals outside. No. Let's uh real quick, let's talk about choose your own adventure stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, love it. So in the late nineteen sixties, there was a lawyer called Edward Packer, old Eddie Eddie Packer, and he used to tell his kids bedtime stories. Um when he would get near the end, he couldn't figure out how to end these stories, these bedtime stories he was telling. So for her, he's kind of like Stephen King, if you will. Um, He couldn't figure out how to end his stories. But when he got toward the end of the stories he would tell, he would ask his children how they wanted to resolve them. So those bedtime stories inspired him to write an adventure book called Sugar Cane Island, which he wrote in the 60s, and it featured multiple storylines that required uh, reader participation. The book sat around until 1975 when it was picked up by children children's book publishing company Vermont Crossroads. Um, the not the Bone Thug song that they are not from Vermont. They're from uh, Cleveland, I believe, which was headed by a former high school teacher named R. A. Montgomery. Uh, Montgomery and Packer teamed up and wrote more stories, and eventually they were able to get picked up for the Bantam Publishing's educational division, which launched the Choose Your Own Adventure series in 1979. So I'm going to stop here and ask you, Willie. You would choose your own adventure guy. Hell yes. Okay. Yeah, I yep. remember Love liking it. them a lot, but the thing is, like, I don't remember specific ones I liked because they were kind of disposable in some ways. Do you um, remember any specific ones that you really liked? I do. I was pulling it up as we... Um, okay, perfect. As we were talking. This is, uh, this is one of my all-time favorite books, and I don't know if it is even available to... Um, purchase at this point but um this one is called prisoner of the ant people and uh it rules um what was interesting about prisoner of the ant people is that there were actually oh i've got that on my list of books okay cool oh cool yeah so i don't remember a lot about the plot or anything but i remember the cover vividly and um i remember there are sequels and there are like other choose your adventure books that feature the same characters 
and I, I read all of them and they were like the coolest. But these are part of the original Choose Your Own Adventure series, but it was its own sub-series inside of that. I don't know if that makes any sense. Okay, but, you know it does, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it, it was really cool. The Zondo Quest Group, I think is what they were called. Let me see if I can look up the other Zondo Quest books. So a lot of these CYA, these um, Choose Your Own Adventure, not Cover Your Ass, I think is what CYA usually yeah. stands for. But a lot of these were like adventure-style stories. There were some... Uh, there was some like kind of stuff inspired by 50 science fiction horror movies as well, but a lot of them were adventure style stories. Um, they were contracted to write six books, adventure style books, and by 1981 they had four million copies in print. The books exploded after that. Bantam decided to roll out a title per month, and they numbered the books sequentially so that kids collected them. So this was like a brilliant marketing idea because this is one of the first book series to do that, which led to stuff like um, I think the Babysitters Club and. Um, in books like that, they would end up, they would uh, number their series so kids could go out and just like, hey, I got number two of that. Um, the books were pretty hot until the late 80s when they started to dwindle in sales and creativity, then in the late 90s. And a lot of a lot of their downfall was because of stuff like video games taking off um, because you could choose your own adventure a lot of times in video games. Um, the brand was retired in 1999 after selling 250 million copies worldwide. There were 184 main choose-your-own-adventure books, Dirty Under the Sea, The Abominable Snowman, The Prisoner of the Ant People, Vampire Express, War with the Mutant Spider-Ants. That's just some of them. Um, the last book ever was called Mayday. It was where you fly a supply plane around Alaska, which see why this got canceled. That was boring. <laughs> um, there were also there were also like officially licensed stuff with Disney, Star Wars, and Indiana Jones had some. I remember some of the Indiana Jones stuff too. I do too. I do. Yes. Yep. Uh, um, and I, I think that's where I remembered. And they inspired a lot of offshoots too. The one I remember was the uh, the were the Goosebumps books, and they had a line called "Choose Your Own Nightmare," where they had stuff like "Risk Your Life Arcade." It happened. Yeah, at Camp those Pine were Tree. rad. And I remember those. Um, I did like the Goosebumps ones quite a bit. Yep. And there was, yeah, Give Yourself Goosebumps, I think, too, was what it was called. So, um, Oh, Choose Your Own Nightmare was the Choose Your Own Adventure horror offshoot. Give Yourself goof, Goosebumps was the uh, the other one. So there you go. So what were you what were you looking up there? I was trying to find the sequel to the the, the Ant People one, and I can't find it yet. But I remember there were, there were multiple books with this cast of sci-fi characters that you were like teamed up with okay and you were like the faceless like protagonist of the it was really cool but prisoner of the ant people is the one that i i remember reading like a billion times um i was pretty obsessed with it so and so the format of these books were you would get to a chapter break and you would it would say like do you want to do you want to chase after the ant people or do you want to run away from the ant people right yes and then if you want to chase after them you you turn to page 157 if you didn't you turn to page 145 or something like that Mm -hmm. so that was kind of the uh that was the format of these now as far as movies go because i wanted to talk about this because there's more stuff to talk about here The first big interactive movie that I can find is from 1967. It's a movie called Kino Automat. It's a Czechoslovakian dark comedy. Love those. I mean, <laughs> you give me a Czech dark comedy. Yeah, you, you know I'm all about it. <laughs> and basically, when the audience was asked at nine points during the movie, this played at like festivals and stuff, what path they wanted to take. And th- this was all pretty inconsequential choices like the main character would either let a woman to us into his house while his wife was on his on her way home or he'd say like no you gotta you gotta go you gotta shoe um 
the big thing with this is no matter what path you took, it ends with the main character's apartment going up in flames and burning down. <laughs> so, apparently, I guess I don't know. I've never seen the movie. This is a way to com- uh, a way to question democracy and free will and fate. It, yeah, it doesn't matter what path you choose. <laughs> your, your apartment's, apartment's going to burn down. down. Um, the choose your adventure style would, of course, become big in the video games. I think stuff like uh, like Dragon's Lair or Sherlock Holmes games too around that time. There are some Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat games that use this style. Have you ever played any of them? Um, I don't think so. Okay. I'm trying to think. I don't. I don't have the titles in front of me right now, but they were on Wikipedia when I was okay. researching yeah. this. So, but we want to talk about horror movies real quick. Yes. Miss, yeah. Here are some examples that I could find, and you will, I think, remember a couple of these. But the first one is Mr. Sardonicus by William Castle from 1961. Okay. This is a good. This was more of a choose-your-own-ending style movie, and what's uh, uh, William Castle was um, known for kind of like his gimmicks to get yes, people in the theater. Yes. Like he would um, during his movies, like a skeleton would fly down. Oh, he loved over. it. Yep, he loved television and stuff yep. like that. Yeah, <laughs> yep. So he marketed the movie built around two possible endings. Near the end of the movie, audiences participated in the punishment role. And each patron was given a glow-in-the-dark card with a thumb that they could hold up or down to determine whether the main character Sardonic has lived or died. This kind of like um, this kind of like Twitter, basically. Um, Castle hosted the poll scene and encouraged them to choose. He would host the poll scene, and I think the clip would play in the movie, and he would basically like nudge people to choose to punish Sardonicus. Okay. Basically, this was done because the consensus among most historians is that he never actually filmed the other ending, <laughs> where, where it's more merciful. He did this because Columbia Pictures was not happy with the uh, downbeat ending, so he said he would let the audience decide which was better, uh, his ending or Columbia's, so he <laughs> nudged all audiences toward the uh, Columbia. And uh, for drive-ins, like people would flash their lights to vote um but okay so there are a couple of more recent ones that i want to talk about here do you remember twixt i do twixt was the coppola movie right the coppola movie that starred val kilmer and al fanning and bruce Dern. it's unwatchably bad it's unwatchable he i thought what he wanted to do originally was have like live editing where he would it, it was basically kind of a choose your own adventure thing where we he would the plot elements changed okay. based on audience response. Um, the film got delayed forever. He couldn't make up his mind. It, it po- probably because what he was doing was impossible. Yeah. <laughs> um, it called Song Delays and he just, he locked in an edit of the movie that is apparently just unwatchable. It's, it is. Uh, I, I can, I can tell you right now it is unwatchable. <laughs> I, now it makes a lot of sense because I remember watching it at the time and thinking like, how did this, <laughs> how did it happen? You know, but yeah. Now, the big one I wanted to talk about here is uh, Final Destination 3. This yes. Was the, on the DVD yes. version of the movie, you could choose their fate, is what it was called. It was a That's special right. feature. Now, was it its own disc? I don't even remember what the. I think how it was worked. built into the special features of the movie, I want to say, but I don't remember. Okay. Honestly, I don't remember. I do remember, like, a creepy lady would do a voiceover or something. Right. And you would get to a point in the movie. So like with the roller coaster crash, you are asked whether you want to flip heads or tails. And if you chose to if you chose tails, uh-huh. um like you would I don't, like it's a different scene that plays out. 
that happens. Okay. Um, the tanning bed scene, I think, is a better example. So in the tanning bed scene, yes, you, yes. you were asked whether you want to turn it up to 73 or 76. If you pick 73, it's just the normal scene that you get. If you pick okay. 76 degrees, um, the girl manages to get out of her tanning bed as it begins to malfunction. Like, so you get away, you think, but then she's knocked out by the shelf and the other girl that's with her, uh, it tries to wake her up, but then she grabs her and then both girls get electrocuted. So you still die anyway. <laughs> that's right. I remember thinking that was like the meanest thing. Cause I'm like, here I can save this character. Right. And obviously there's limitations to any of these. So, right. But it, yeah, I remember thinking like, this is the meanest, like now they both die. So do you remember any more about this? I remember thinking it was kind of a cool gimmick. And I remember thinking it was also kind of cool because they, I thought it was cool that they shot alternate endings specifically for this. Yeah. The choices felt like they actually mattered. There were a couple of instances. I don't remember specifics, but like you could have a character that would survive a little later into the movie. Right. Like they wouldn't be present a ton because like they didn't shoot a bunch of stuff with the person, but like they'd bring him back later for the finale and then kill him. Then like, it was kind of fun. Like I was like, wow, I actually like affected this. How many actual options there are. I could, you could probably like, when you looked at it now, you'd probably go, okay, it's not that complex, but, um, I think the idea of this is so much fun. I think it's really neat. I think we're just scratching the surface of what you can do with this, especially in the streaming age. That's the thing. Because it's different now. Yeah. Coppola got it. (laughs) He, well, that was kind of like it was experimental. He was ahead of his time in some ways. But he just didn't have the resources to do the it. The other thing yeah. too with him is he he gets so ambitious. I'm yeah. sure that like <laughs> I can tell you that Twix. I don't know if you've ever tried. It's it's not you can't. I have not tried. No, can't. It's 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 to me it was unwatchable. I, I remember hearing about it while he was shooting it and talking yeah. about it, and I think he talked about it at a con or something too. And I remember like thinking like this is a neat idea, and then I remember yeah. like the reviews when it finally came out years later be like this is you doesn't make yeah. any sense <laughs> so and that's the thing with these you it's a gimmick and it's a fun gimmick but i do think there is a bit of a like a keep it simple stupid uh aspect to these yes i think you have to to a certain extent like i said i think we are there's more we can do with it but you gotta be a little bit careful about your ambition because you could wind up with a situation where you just you can't live up to it and you wind up with a dud <laughs> yep or something that people just aren't interested in so yeah, two more I wanted to mention. There was the the return to House on Haunted Hill, which is the House on Haunted Hill remake. Another William Castle. Well, I mean, it was like Dark Castle, right? Dark Castle. Yeah, right, which right. was inspired. But they had ninety six different story possibilities. I don't think I've ever seen that. I know I haven't, but no. I think it was specifically made for this reason. It does like uh, when I was reading reviews of it, people were like, "It's mostly just like boring stuff." You choose. And the other thing that just came out too on Netflix um, was the Black Mirror. Episode Bandersnatch. Yeah, which I I messed around with and I never actually finished it. I'm um, not a Black Mirror guy. I'm not a huge fan. I don't like Black Mirror. I, I'm not. Well, no, I shouldn't. Say, I think it's very well made. I think there's right. some really spooky stuff. Um, my issue with it is it hits too close to home with what life is actually becoming. Um, it's kind of it's kind of where I'm at with Midnight Mass too. I just finished episode four, and I'm like, this is a very good movie. Or very good, very good series. I like it a lot, but I'm just like, like it's kind of exhausting for me because a lot of it hits really close yeah. to home. I mean, I'm sure it does for a lot of people, but there are people who are like, I love when stuff hits close to home, and then there's like me is, I know, I know, I like ignoring this stuff. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. I'll, I like, I like even my horror to be escapist horror. Right. Um. Okay. Give me Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. <laughs> anyway. Um, but uh, I think the film nerds, I think it was Alex and John 
and I maybe Nick did an episode about that a while back. So you can check that out. I wanted to point people to that. Uh, I figured out it was bugging me. Uh, the prisoner of the ant people. The 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 related story is war with the evil power master. Ooh, okay. I thought you were gonna say Power Man, like Power Man Five Thousand. No, that'd be rad though. But yeah, the war with the evil power master is the other one that's kind of a companion piece. My to, mic is um, all yeah. over the place. Look at that cover. Yeah, I. He looks like uh, what's that? What's my man's name from uh, uh, Flesh Garden? Oh, Ming the Merciless, yeah. right? He does. That's pretty rad. Anyway, well, I know I'll be buying those two books. So I cannot get my mic to stay up. <laughs> yeah, I think I know what the issue is, and I'm going to come over there and help you as you talk. Don't worry, I got this. I've had uh, I've had two beers here. So we are talking about Escape the Undertaker tonight. Uh, Escape the Undertaker is a new Netflix, a WWE Studios production. And it stars, well, The Undertaker. What's it? Uh, Mark Calloway? Is it Mark Calloway? And it stars The New Day, Biggie, Xavier Woods, and Kofi Kingston. And essentially, uh, what we're going to do here is we're going to, as Willie fixes my microphone, doing a fantastic job, by the way. Um, thank you. It, we're going to go through our, it's a choose your own adventure style Netflix movie. And it, we are going to go through our own experiences in helping the New Day escape the Undertaker. And I guess, I guess the plot is. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not. I'm not 100 percent clear on the plot because you go to the Undertaker's mansion, which is just like the actual Undertaker, like Mark Calloway's house. It seems with the Undertaker logo on it. The outside, I think, is just. I think it's Vince's house. Is it okay? I, I'm sure. <laughs> it may of be that. Undertaker's house, though. It might actually be Undertaker's he's house. He's probably got a lot of money. Uh, it's probably Undertaker's house, and they just threw the Undertaker logo on it and put some like cauldrons and stuff. So, if you're not a wrestling fan, these are all wrestlers, and WWE is a uh, wrestling company. I mean, I think at least people know that much. But most folks, even who don't know don't know wrestling, I think probably know who the Undertaker is if you, if he's mentioned. Um, and the New Day are. Are a group of guys. They they talk about the power of positivity. They're they're, they're like an upbeat kind of like just like a, a pl- like a happy, pleasant, like nice group of guys. They're always good guys. Yes, you kind of root for them because like they usually are played as underdogs in a lot of ways. And uh, Big E, who was a character in this movie, Big E Langston is a, is the world champion right now. I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Pretty cool. Um, yeah, so the plot is that they want to uh, get the Undertaker's urn because they need to add it. To the power of positivity, and then they'll be unbeatable. Yes, the power of oh, the that urn. Oh, thing is that the New Day believe in the power of positivity. Yes, yes, and the, the, so the urn, if they combine it with the power of positivity, then they can they can take over the wrestling world. I guess um, it doesn't really matter, but yeah, that's the plot. Um, and the Undertaker doesn't like that. He wants to. He says the urn feeds off the, the feeds off of. Uh, the good in people. And because right. the New Day are good, he wants to feed the urn. So Undertaker's the bad guy in this. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah, this is Ministry of Darkness, Undertaker. Very much so, yeah. <laughs> Except bald. He shaved his head for this. We'll get to that later. Uh, you Did know he? What? No, he's got long hair at the end. No, right? he, uh, not in the re- when I picked Rest in Peace at the end, he took his hat off. Was bald. he bald? He was bald. Maybe he maybe he had hair in the back. Maybe his party in the back. But in front oh, of him, he was, he was yeah, he was he was yeah. shaved. He had long hair during the fight at the end. <laughs> <laughs> the barn fight. I, I swear when he took it because I remember going, he's bald. All right, fair enough. <laughs> and I'm like I got to get back to work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Willie. Where? Uh, let's let's 
we're going to go through our own experiences. Yeah, and yeah I want yeah, you yeah. to start. What yeah. was your experience like with Escape the Undertaker? Sure, and I don't remember every choice that pops up, but I'll kind of give you the basic gist of what my experience was. So I did right away. They're like, you want to, you want to play, you want to play the movie or no? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'll play it. Yeah, so it gives you, it not only gives you the play button at the beginning, but it basically asks you, like, are you sure you want to play this? I think it asks, it says, like, get ready to click. Um, I was nervous. Yeah, and it's it, it asks you, like, uh, yeah, do you want to? Because I thought, like, is this Netflix saying, like, uh, you sure? <laughs> um, but no, uh, I chose to, to, to you know, uh, enter the house or whatever it is. I went in there. And they give you an option of uh, whether you want to go. Um, you, there's a few different options. You can go up the stairs and follow the mysterious voice that's calling out for Kofi. You can go uh, in the basement where the fog is coming up. And must I say, the New Day guys are fun. They're a ton of fun in this. Oh, they're fantastic. Yeah, they're really good. Undertaker plays his part well, but those guys rule in yeah. this movie. If you made a full like feature-length horror movie with these three dudes, just playing themselves... I'd watch it in a heartbeat. Yeah. Give me a ghost hunting show with these three dudes. Yeah. It'd be the best. Yeah. Anyway. Um, or you can go follow the, some sort of uh, Halloween USA purple strobe lights with Big E. So you can make a choice. Which New Day member do you want to kind of follow? I chose Xavier Woods because I find him very funny to me. Yeah. Uh, I Like he's just a funny guy. They all, they're all really funny guys, but like he, for whatever reason. So I, I, I took him down to the basement uh, he followed the fog down there and he saw a mysterious symbol on a door in the basement. And uh, then he heard his friends calling for help and he ran back upstairs in the main hallway to see that Big E was strapped to a chair of some sort and his soul was being sucked into the urn and there was like an hourglass thing that's pouring his liquid soul. Yeah. And uh, Undertaker pops up and he's like, I'm going to take Big E's soul if you can't, you know... Uh, find the key to unlock the urn and uh they see there's symbols on the urn and kofi's like hey i saw the symbol upstairs and xavier woods like hey i saw the symbol downstairs and it says where do you want to go again right and i'm like i'm going downstairs because i know there was a symbol down there right yeah i don't know what kofi saw i know what i saw with my own two eyes so i went downstairs Uh uh-huh not that i don't trust kofi but I mean, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there right now. I don't trust Kofi because he, uh, any viewer of WWE knows he lied about being Jamaican for yeah, years. Exactly, <laughs> he could lie about a symbol. So, went back downstairs and they wound up in a morgue. And there's a fun joke about like who has a morgue in their house and like because like he's the Undertaker. Like, yes, yeah, that's fun. And there's a fun little Easter egg for wrestling yes. fans where. Isaac Yankum. Delightful. DDS. Is on a slab. Yes. Uh, Who is uh, Kane. Maybe, maybe people are more familiar with Kane played Isaac Yankum. Yeah, the character of Kane is the Undertaker's brother. And the same guy who wrestled as Kane, uh, Glenn Jacobs, started off his WWF career. No, he started off as fake Diesel. But... He started it off, his, his main kind of run of his career, as Isaac Yankum DDS, yeah, who was a dentist, a dentist gimmick. A, a dentist. A, quick, so. a couple of quick questions for you here. Evidently, uh, The Undertaker killed Isaac Yankum. So he's killed Isaac Yankum. He's yes. not doing a good job of disposing of the body. No, it's got Because he was around the mid-90s. That thing's got to be right. <laughs> the other thing, too, with that is um, it seems to be that he he's a working Undertaker. So he's got a part-time job. 
as, I guess. as an Undertaker. Not only is he a wrestler, but maybe he that maybe that's where he makes his cash. I just read an article today that like people that work from home are doing. Uh, they're doing a couple things now. They are they're having sex a lot more at home. <laughs> Like they're they're having they're having a lot of sex while they work from home, okay. And they are also um, they're doing their side hustle, like they're yeah. working like a second job while they work from home. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, I, yeah, I think you're right because I've seen a lot of friends on Facebook and stuff that all of a sudden I'm noticing they're starting up. Uh, they're becoming a bit of entrepreneurial, right? And I'm going. You doing this on your time? <laughs> I don't really yeah. care. Good I mean, for them. I mean, the the way the article wrote it, it's probably like a Forbes article or something. Yeah, like where I'm supposed to like, am I supposed to think this is bad that people are getting laid all the time? <laughs> Do it. It's awesome. Yeah. What are we? People these, are getting laid and paid, baby. Yeah, Let's go. All these corporations are made. What am I supposed to be feel bad for these giant corporations? I don't care. Yeah. If hey. they're doing their job, they're probably going to keep it. So <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. So anyway, Taker is having sex and being an undertaker in his spare time. Apparently. Yeah. Right. Of course. Well, he works from home. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> he does have a home office at this movie but absolutely um it's nice up too um but yeah they're down there in the basement and uh they see the key and uh xavier woods is like hey i'm gonna get the key but the fog is coming out and there's there's some fun goofy stuff with like i'm not touching taker's fog undertaker's fog because it's kind of like his thing mm-hmm. and uh you get to choose whether or not to stay with biggie and kofi or to join xavier in the fog and i was like i'm gonna be bold I'm going for that key. So I'm going to get in the fog. And I went in the fog. Undertaker comes up by the ground and pulls Xavier Woods down into the depths somewhere uh, and punches him a few times and says, do you trust your friends? And then throws him out of a door. And he's back in the uh, the main hall again uh, with his buddies. And they put the key in and it doesn't work. And Undertaker's like, yo, you need a second key. So it makes a lot of sense, right? Because we right. saw there was another door. So anyway, so then we go upstairs, get the second key. Um, when you go upstairs, I got the option of whether or not I could take the, the, the power bottle. The bottle, the, power, the, the vial, vial of power. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm taking that. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> kind of dummy leaves it behind. So took that. What do the, the new they say? Don't you dare be sour. Clap yeah. your hands and feel, feel the, the power. power. So I'm like, you need the power. Yes. Yeah. They say it in their in the thing introduction. In their yeah. yeah. So uh, I grabbed the power, um, unlocked the the urn, and uh, Biggie got unsoul sucked, which is good. <laughs> and then they they're gonna go take the urn, and Undertaker's like, "Yo, you gotta face your fear if you're gonna take the urn." Undertaker's all like Shang Tsung in this, <laughs> he's sucking souls, and he's talking about facing fears and stuff. Anyway. Um, and you can choose whose fear you want to face. I want Shang Tsung to... didn't have a hat, did he? Uh, uh, no, he, no, I don't think so. Okay. No, it's too bad. Uh, he'd probably prefer, he'd probably like the hat though. Um, I like to think Mark Calloway, the man behind the Undertaker, watched a lot of Mortal Kombat '96 or '95 or whatever yeah, it is. Right. <laughs> he did. He watched that movie. Um, anyway, so I wound up going with Kofi this time. Mixed it up a little bit, and Kofi's fear was that. He wasn't good enough. Oh, I wanted to know because I did not pick Kofi's fear. So he started seeing video clips of Vince McMahon telling him he's a B plus player and stuff. <laughs> Ooh, a little reality in this uh, mm-hmm. this bad boy. I'm serious. Vince is on, in it, and uh, I hope he got. I hope he got royalties here. I hope so. Oh, I'm sure he paid. Himself he needs more money. Vince needs more money. <laughs> yeah, he sure does. Uh, he's not getting any younger, you know. Um, <laughs> oh God, have you seen him lately? No, is it bad? 
It's just weird. It's weird seeing. It's weird seeing him old. It's, uh, we'll talk offline. Look, yeah, he doesn't look like. I don't want to say he looks back. He just looks old, and it's just weird seeing. Vince we'll talk offline about something. But I recently saw somebody who I haven't seen in a long time, and they 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 look a lot different, older, you know. And oh, now I'm super intrigued. <laughs> and it reminded me of the Vince thing, where I was like. I'm used to this person Someone being, in your personal life? Yeah, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Now I need to know. But, uh, yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, so I chose Kofi. Kofi had to face his fear, which was Vince being kind of a dick to him and a little bit racist maybe. And <laughs> um, you get to, I got to choose, am I going to take the urn? Because there's a voice saying, Kofi, just take the urn. Right. Or do I silence the haters was the other choice. And I said, I'm going to silence these fucking haters. First of all, uh, this podcast loves silence. We, we love, you and I love silence silencing the haters. The haters. <laughs> I live by that. We live our truth and we silence the haters. Damn That's straight. what we do. So Kofi picks up the TV with Vince on it and he chucks it in the ground and he's like, fuck off Vince. <laughs> and then he wakes up and he's in a coffin and they pop out and they're in a barn. I assume it's Taker's barn. And he's hammering he nails into something. He does live in Texas. So, yeah. yeah. He's hammering some nails into something, I think, or making nails. I don't know. He's doing something. He's like, "You got to fight me." So they fight him, and uh, I had I had Biggie attack first because I'm like Biggie. Biggie's the biggest of the bunch. He could maybe do some damage, you know, chip away at Taker so the other guys can take him out, you know. Yeah. Uh, but they get Taker shooting lightning. He's getting uh, suspended on cables like Ian McKellen and X Men. <laughs> Uh, a, there are a couple of shots of his face where he's like grunting. Kind of looks you can like, tell he's in pain. He kind of looks like he's on the toilet, and he's like grunting. And I was, I was just laughing, so cackling with. It laughter. was so funny. <laughs> he looks so uncomfortable a couple times. Anyway, so he's shooting lightning. They're hitting him with all manners of farming, you know, uh, sledgehammers and and I guess just wheels that are laying around in the barn. I don't know. I don't know what people keep in their barns. Um, you're from Northern Michigan. What do people keep in barns? <laughs> I didn't have a barn. I'm just joking. <laughs> I just want. <laughs> what to be do a they dick. keep? People keep in the barn. I, uh, uh, You've oh. been to barn parties. You from? Come on. Oh yeah, I've been to barn parties because yeah. I remember one time someone took us in a barn. His barn is haunted, and I think someone was just like sitting outside, like messing with it. But uh, yeah. You get a lot of like you get farm equipment. You get yeah. like a hoe. You get like a yeah yeah. You hit ta- you hit Taker with a hoe. That's what you do. You hit him with a hoe, <laughs> and then um. Uh. Biggie was the last man standing, and it's like, do you want to take the urn or destroy the urn? I'm like, We're, this shit's trying to tear our friends apart. I'm going to destroy it. And he pulls out the vial of power, and he drinks it, and he's yep. able to destroy the urn, and the New Day escapes, and they're happy, and everything's great. And Taker even gives you a little round of applause at the end and says, good job, you survived. <laughs> it was pretty sweet. He does actually give you a round he of applause. He does. Gives you end. a little clap. A slow clap. He's a dead guy, but you know, it was nice. Uh, it was fun, man. I had a good time. How did yours differ from mine? It sounds like it was probably pretty similar then. Uh, for the most part, pretty similar. So, yeah, they run you through the urn and they show you some clips from Undertaker wrestling and stuff and in his, in his glory days, I guess. And then it says, sure. get ready to click. So it does prompt you early. It does. Yeah. And then it asks, yeah. So the thing <laughs> you it asks- play this or? <laughs> it says, uh, it asks if you, are you ready to wield my, my urn? And you get, I'm ready or I'm too scared. So if you pick I'm too scared, it just cuts to the credits. Apparently. It does. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so it's good for the kids. Um, but I picked, of course, I'm ready to wield the urn. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Come on. It also it has a nice option where it gives you the option to undo your last choice. The thing is- If that, you pause, you can- Yeah. Did you watch this on TV? Yeah. On TV? I watch it on a tablet, so it uh, like sticks, it's like it sits on the screen for a lot of it. <laughs> So, oh, okay. So this is like his spooky mansion. You're in the Undertaker's spooky mansion. We talked about it. Uh, 
there's nothing evil that feeds off the good. They introduce something. Oh yeah, they show up at his house. Anyway, they split up. Yeah, and they who'd you go with? Who'd you who'd you? They who'd present you? you with your next choice. Yeah, so you get to follow whispers, follow fog, or follow follow lights. I picked follow lights, which is Biggie. So he's in a room, and a little bit of foreshadowing here. He's in a room with a bunch of title belts, and he is the champion now. So oh, there you go. and spiders. In like a big tower like thing with a bunch of symbols on it. But yeah. the spiders is also a nice bit of foreshadowing as well. So now I pick Big E now. He sits he's in a room. You're a Big E fan? I'm a big I yeah, love Big it's great. E. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah. I think I think Big E's fantastic. I've been yeah. a big fan of the years. It's about damn time um yeah. that he's gotten the credit Agreed. he deserves. So he's he's in a room and he's with uh Taker's throne. So this is a throne that apparently Taker's Does said. he have a throne? He never had a throne. No, Triple, Triple H, H had the, the throne. throne thing. Yeah. Did they, when they were feuding, though, did Taker come out with it? No, thing? he didn't have a throne. This is silly. <laughs> but, I, I mean, Taker would have a throne, to be fair. But there's not a precedent for this. No. So it's in his, yeah, it's like in a room in his apartment. In his apartment. His, his apart- mansion. <laughs> <laughs> That's when he, like, gets divorced. When Taker gets divorced and he's going to move in, the wife, the, wife, the wife gets the house. What if it was like, this was like a, like a, a three-minute video, <laughs> and there's one choice, go into Taker's apartment or not. And then he went in and he's like, you want a beer? <laughs> Do you want a beer or not? <laughs> his wife got the mansion and he gets a small part of the mansion that he calls he, his apartment. He gets an apartment <laughs> above the barn. The loft. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it's just filled with, uh, it's right. just filled with Modellos. We've each had a couple beers. We're, we're doing good. Uh, so he's, so the fir- like Biggie sees the Taker throne and what's yep. the first thing? Anybody does when you go, yeah. I got to sit in this throne. Dude, you just recently played Resident Evil 4, right? Yeah. Did you ever finish? Yeah, I finished 4. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember the scene where you walk up in the, and you see Sadler's throne? Yeah. And you can sit in it? You yeah. sat in it. When you see a throne, if you don't sit in it, you're a, you're a moron. Yeah, I'm just going to put dumb. that <laughs> Anyway. If, you are, if anybody listening sees a throne- Sit in it. <laughs> Unless there's like- some sort of like thing blocking you, like you're, you're, it's like a museum throne. Maybe don't do that. That's probably not good. If you see a throne that is accessible, yeah, if there's nobody around. <laughs> if no one's there, if you're like night security, yeah. I mean, what's gonna, what's the worst? The throne's not gonna break under you. This yeah. is the throne. Do you think a single security guy that works at any anywhere with like any sort of historical artifacts hasn't sat in a throne at some point? No, you have to. Yeah. If you don't, you should be. I know somebody that. who's worked who works at a somewhere. Like, Ooh, like, tell me off air. Yeah. So Biggie thinks the same thing we're thinking, and he sits at the throne. And the entire time, though, I'm screaming like I would do that too. But I'm screaming, and I'm like, "This is a bad idea." Yeah, it's not good because no. the thing we the thing I didn't mention here is yeah, Taker has a um, he has like a kind of like a bat cave where he has a a wall of screens, like a wall of video. Monitors. He's like a bookie. <laughs> Watching all the games. He's, yeah, he's got the games up. <laughs> so he's watching Biggie on one screen, and he's got the Notre Dame game on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Taker's got stuff to do. Man. Yeah, he's got. He's got a life. Yeah, he's. <laughs> he's got Nebraska on the under, so he's got to watch and. <laughs> So he's watching the things. The funniest thing about it is he doesn't know who the new day are. So he no, he's gonna the- research them. <laughs> What a dick. He watches a bunch of cl- <laughs> he, like Much like myself, he doesn't keep a close eye on the current WWE Yeah, product. yeah, I don't blame him. <laughs> so it's just like, I don't know who these guys are. They look like wrestlers. I think I've seen one of these nerds backstage before. <laughs> so anyway, Biggie sits on the throne, and that's when those supernatural wrist bindings come down. They yes, lock him in yes. the chair. With purple light. Yep, and that's kind of where he loses his soul, and he kind of passes out. Yeah. But anyway, it... Um, I like the part where he pukes... 
purple goo. Yeah, he bur- poops like cur- purple goo mm-hmm. goos all over. So Kofi and Xavier appear. They help you, um, and then they take you to where the urn is. So all three are together. There is an explanation for that, at least. Um, yeah. And that's where we get to the key part. The next choice I had was search upstairs or downstairs. And the whole time is Biggie's like, oh, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. Because <laughs> he doesn't Jeez. have his soul. <laughs> and uh, this is, uh, this is Z- yeah, this is Xavier. And like I said, uh, yeah, this is where I didn't, I didn't pick Kofi. Um, because Xavier wants to go downstairs, Kofi wants to go upstairs. Yeah, I'm like I'm not trusting Kofi. The, yeah, the Jamaican liar, Jamaican, <laughs> Jamaican. <laughs> so, so you're downstairs now, and yeah, the spooky bo- morgue. We talked about that. Um, and then you get the choice. Now, did you? I forgot. Did you follow Xavier into the fog, or did you stay? There? I followed him into the fog. Me too. <laughs> and yeah, that's where you get. He falls into like some sort of pit of despair. Yes. <laughs> so, um. Where are we? He, dra- he drags so, him in the basement. He starts beating him up. Yeah, Taker oh, punches him a few times. But like Taker, he's like disappearing and reappearing. So he's like teleportation powers here. Too. Yeah, he's like Jason in the Friday the Thirteenth game. <laughs> he can just like morph oh, into stuff. The, uh, yeah, he's hitting. He's the, doing uh, a slasher thing. He's yeah. hitting the stock button or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah, this is where he starts planting your seeds. He asks if the New Day are actually friends, or maybe if they want the urn for themselves. Like mm. maybe maybe Kofi wants it so he can become champion again, or maybe Xavier wants it so he can uh, do his thing. So he can have more streaming uh, shows, so more video game shows. Um, yeah. um, maybe he can get his friends back who left him um, to go do their own streaming. Yeah, games. yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe the power is he can do Twitch. <laughs> he, can, he can use Twitch still. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There you go. Uh-huh. The urn will grant me the power to use Twitch. <laughs> Um, so the next choice here is uh, to keep searching for the other half of the key or bust out the urn like Biggie wants. Um, I choose to keep searching for yes. the key. Um, then we get into, we get into uh, Taker's Library. A lot of books there. A well-read gentleman. Um, a taxidermied crocodile. Yeah, that's a big cool. part of this. So there's a yeah. gator or something. It's like a stuffed gator, and it's got something in its jaws. The so, key. The key. Yep. Yeah, no, they, they hint at that because they show you a painting. They linger on a painting earlier. And very Resident Evil-like. Very, much, very yeah. much so. And there's a guy stuffing a key in the crocodile's mouth, so you're like, aha. Mm-hmm. I know, yeah. So Kofi finds like he's like, it's like the back. Basically, Taker's mansion is like Bruce Wayne's mansion only. Yeah, I guess a little more Satan-y. I don't know. Yeah, um, Kofi finds a secret passageway by pulling a book down, and you get your next choice: stay in the library or follow Kofi. Did you stay in the library? I did. I did not follow Kofi. So I did follow Kofi. Good. We diverged. How'd here. it go? How'd it go? So we're in the secret secret passageway with Kofi now. It's Taker's lair. He's still got his camera. P- oh God, I'm so happy I did this. And yeah, um, so Paul Bearer shows up. There are video. Oh my. Parts of Paul Bearer, and he's like screaming at you, doing the Paul Bearer voice, and um, he goes, "Oh no, oh. Kofi!" He doesn't say Kofi, but he's just like the Undertaker is here. <laughs> Paul Bearer used to be his manager. <laughs> Sorry, I made myself cough again with that Paul Bearer impression. <laughs> so. He's screaming, and you're in his lair, and then your next choice is face Undertaker or flee. And because I'm the brave soul that I am, I said, I ain't getting out of here. I want to see Undertaker. He faced him. So the Undertaker comes in, and he's got a plate in front of him. So we've interrupted the Undertaker's lunch. What's eating? He's got a sandwich, and at first- like, You're kidding me. From a from a distance, you see it, and it looks like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> Sensible choice. But then you get closer, and I'm like, no, it's on white bread, too. I would assume, like, Wonder Bread. And so, like, you look closer, and you're like, oh, it's got meat in it. Maybe it's a turkey sandwich. Maybe okay. it kind of looks like a turkey But then it gets, like, a close-up shot of it, and it's basically corned beef. But what they are 
implying is that Taker is eating like human remains. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! We've interrupted. He's pissed, and who could blame him? He's on his break. He's uh, he's he's just got he's just got done with his sex break. Uh, he's got his side hustle. Yeah, he's 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 eating to- some he's eating some leftover Isaac Yankum. <laughs> Wow. He's just, yeah, he's just finished up, uh, I don't know, laying some bets down, and he he comes back with a sandwich, and Kofi's there. So he's mad, and um, he punches you, he knocks you to the ground, and you're defeated. And I thought, oh, crap, do I have to restart this whole damn thing over? But it gives you a choice. It says, the urn would like to give you another try. So essentially you start back with um, Big E and Xavier, and you get the choice to... Either flee with them so they can get out of there, or you can search the alligator. So then I search the alligator. Oh, interesting. Yep. So they see the Kofi is gone. They go back to the room with the where you have to put the key in, and then all of a sudden, like Kofi is just kind of back, I think, or like he crawls back. I don't even remember how Kofi. Okay, so I can tell you what. <laughs> I, I'll talk about it a little bit when you wrap up, but, but, uh, Nikki messed around with options and stuff on this tonight. And I kind of watched her doing it. Yeah. If you, if you flee from taker instead of facing taker in his saw esque video monitor room, you miss the sandwich, which is very sad. (laughs) I never saw the sandwich, but, uh, that's where Kofi climbs through the heat vents, the air ducts to get away. And he makes a joke. He does a John McClane impression as he's climbing through the the, the air vents. Cause he goes, Come on over to Taker's place. Steal the urn. Shit. Have some laughs. Oh man, yeah, that's it's good. pretty sweet. That's and then he good. falls. He comes out of the the vent into the main hall again. That's where you saw him. I yep. think. Yeah, it he just, just doesn't make a lot of sense from what you had because <laughs> that's fantastic, though. Yeah. Oh man, good. So stuff. you got the sandwich. I got the. This makes you want to go back and watch it again. Yeah, I got the Die Hard. So what I'm going to do is have, I'm going to have my wife run through this one time I'm but then go hey this weekend i'm gonna yeah. sit down with her and well maybe i'll just be like hey yeah nikki was pl- having fun with it yeah it's a good time <laughs> um so they combine the keys everybody's back together taker's still watching from his compound uh lazy as hell but he's super angry they turn the key biggie gets his soul back and this is when you uh get to choose your deepest darkest fears i chose biggie's fear all right tell me about biggie's fear so now biggie all of a sudden it cuts to him and he's I swear to God, it looks like a Saw movie. It's like a glass enclosure that's around his head. And part of me was just like, oh man, maybe he's like, maybe he's seen Saw. Maybe he's seen yeah, Saw. It's like Luke from Gilmore Girls. <laughs> he has a glass thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What do they do to Luke in that? Uh, they fill it with water and he winds up taking a pen and. That's right. So he can breathe through the hole in his throat. Because I couldn't remember the particulars, but I'm like, man, like maybe maybe Biggie's seen Saw too many times that like this is his biggest fear is to like be trapped by Jigsaw. Yeah, I mean, and why who, not? And who wouldn't be? Uh, or maybe he's like, maybe like this is going to cut to him in like the bear trap mask. But anyway, <laughs> I didn't know how dark this was going to get. It's like glass. Yeah. It's a it's saucer. But he's afraid of spiders. So right. what happens is Taker comes out and he does his Taker thing and he, so he makes a bunch of spiders appear. Now, the thing is, these aren't real furry spiders. They're just kind of like normal spiders. They weren't super scary spiders. I'm not okay. Gonna lie. Well, it depends on what kind of. But I guess if you're scared of spiders, then yeah, you know, I any mean, spider. It's kind of like me with snakes. Like it could be like it be a rattlesnake, it could be a gar snake. I don't care. Yeah, like, if it's just, this big, you're like, no, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember. Um, I was up north a little while ago, and we were next to Lake Michigan, and there was a, just a little snake out in front of me. I'm like, fuck this. Uh, <laughs> bye. See you later. <laughs> So he Undertaker comes and he wants you to join him 
He's like, leave the New Day. Those guys are suckers. Join me. Uh-huh. I have the power of Satan on my side. You can just hang out, eat human remains with me on your lunch break. Uh, so your next choice here is join the Undertaker or stay positive. Mm-hmm. And I say, no, no, Taker, I'm going to stay positive. Good. So Good. Biggie, he uses the power of positivity. He says, spiders are my friends too. So a very nice message for the kids here too. Like, don't just kill animals. It's beautiful. You, do you kill spiders? I'm putting you on the spot um, here because I have before. Okay, it depends, right? So if they are upstairs, yes. If they're okay. down here, you as long them. as they don't look like demon spawn, I leave them alone. Because this is okay for them. If they can, they can be down here in the basement, I'm, I'm I allow them. Okay, this is their space. Right, it's plenty of square footage. If they venture up top, all bets are off. That's now, good. mind you, I have. Depending on the severity of said spider, size, scary factor, right. I have even upstairs. I if I can reasonably catch it and let it out, I will do that. Right, but most of the time they're decent size enough to where I go shouldn't have come up here yeah that's kind of so you know we're in similar boat so I'm so the yes, same I way if it's, if it's because like upstairs is my bedroom so yeah. and my wife's bedroom too it, like it also depends on the time of day because sometimes it's a natural reaction where especially with mosquitoes are the ones where I'm just like dead oh yeah uh, they gotta go yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah. because and I'll, I'll be fully up front uh, centipedes yeah if I see one it's gone there's no there's no <laughs> I don't care where it, where it is it, it must be destroyed I but can't handle centipede. I can't do it. If I can, I will try to. I'm looking around right now. I'm getting nervous. Just... I will catch a spider. Like I'll try to get it on a, like a piece of tissue. And yeah. Throw it out the door. Sure. Or out a window. But it's also kind of like if I'm upstairs. Like if my wife and I are in bed and like a spider shows up in the bedroom. It's and, gotta go. And my wife is screaming like, I can't, "I'm sorry, buddy. Like you can't be up here. You screwed up. You got to yeah. die." But luckily, like I'm, I'm a believer in re- reincarnation, so that spider will be fine. Yeah, I'll be fine. Excellent. No, it's gonna go. <laughs> yes. You know, I mean, like that's the thing is, like there, there, there are, there are. Um, if you enter my bubble, yep, we've got problems. Yeah, I, I will care. do my best, but at some point, I, I just have a. Problem. I gotta draw a line. Yep. Yeah. Um. So he's he's like spiders are my. Gotta friend. have a code, right? Yeah. <laughs> Spider's my friend too, and he chooses to stay positive. And then he wakes up with the other New Day members, and they're in a trio of coffins. In the coffins, yep. 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 So take her once. In the barn, yeah. He asks you if, yeah. So uh, you picked the. So the next choice was the Biggie attack, the Xavier charge, or the Kofi kick. What did you pick? Biggie. I picked the Kofi kick. Okay. It doesn't work. Yeah, no, uh, the 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 biggie thing didn't work. I don't think any of those are going to work. It all leads to Taker like charging his yeah. lightning bolts yeah. and stuff. Um, so yeah, we're the same thing. Then the next choice is to grab the urn or destroy it. I chose like you to destroy it. So Biggie dra- grabs uh, the power vial, the, stra- the sledgehammer, the yep. turn. So yeah, the only other thing is yeah, Taker claps for me. I thought he took off his head at the end. Maybe I don't think, up, yeah. at the end and it means bald. But so we both got happy endings. We both got yes. <laughs> We are an hour and 20 minutes into this episode. I can't believe this. I did this. not think we would go this um, I will briefly go through some of the trial and error endings that Nikki managed Perfect. to get. Perfect. Please do. Because um, I it, only did it once. <laughs> sure. As far as I can tell, there is, there are, there's good... There's, there's the best ending, which is the one where you destroy the urn and make it out, which we got. Yes. There's the good ending, which is... Uh, if they try, if if you don't grab the power vial, or if you try to uh, 
destroy the urn or grab the urn earlier and it transports the new day outside and they run off in the woods together safe but the urn is still still exists so that's like the good ending but not the best you know right then there are three bad endings okay and as far as i can tell you get these by deciding depending on what you decide during the fear segments of the three okay. New Day members. So if you, if for instance, as Biggie, if you choose to uh, have Taker let you out of the spider trap. So if you're like, I want to join you, Taker. Yeah, I'll join you. He instantly turns Biggie into a, uh, like a, a zombified servant of his who hangs at, and he just, he's just standing around in the morgue with Isaac Yankum. Oh my God. With glowing purple eyes. Fantastic. He's like, Biggie is mine now. Uh, so Biggie could do his bidding. Yes, he's like a zombie Because like, Taker's guy, getting like, up there in age, like he could bring... Um, he could be like, Biggie, I need to wrestle oh, very much, a, Yeah, very much a Dr. Caligari situation yes. where he's like... Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, with uh, Kofi, if you choose to take the urn instead of uh, silence the haters, right. the urn possesses him and he says... Kofi, join my fellow, or join your fellow druids in the underworld and do my bidding. And then his eyes glow purple, and Kofi wanders off with weird druids uh, into some sort of like it looks like the ending of um, what's the what's the Fulci movie? Uh, the Beyond. It looks like the end of, like where they're like wandering into like the wasteland together. <laughs> what? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Don't get too excited, but it, it kind of like that. Um, with. Xavier Woods, he's like uh, Xavier Woods' fear. We we checked that out. Is um, has to do with uh, God, what, oh getting buried alive in a coffin. And, oh, very scary, and, yeah. right? And so Taker's like, if you join me, I'll let you out of the coffin. And so if you choose to join him, um, he goes. There will come a time in our final battle where you will betray your friends. You'll understand when to do it. And so, like, during the barn fight when they're all fighting and stuff, he looks at Xavier Woods and he goes, Woods, now is the time. Join the darkness. And Xavier Woods' eyes turn purple, and he knocks out Kofi and Big E, and they drag their bodies off (laughs) together. (laughs) Yeah, so as far as I can tell, there's five possible endings. Okay. Fantastic. I think there could be more. I want to watch the Beyond ending now. But the Kofi, yeah, choose choose to take the urn as Kofi during his fear segment, and he'll okay. wander off with some druids into the darkness. Much like William Castle, I will when I have my wife Amy watch it. I will have her. I will nudge her along. Manipulate her into yeah. Take that one. Yes. Take that one. Well, and you also want to see the Kofi Die Hard reference too. Yes. Anyway, right. wow. So, okay. final thoughts on this. It's on a this. lot of fun. Honestly. I had so much fun. It's with a blast. This. I was hoping it would be. It's a blast. Look, is it great? No, it's not. It's, but it's, 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 it's a lot of fun. It's cheesy as hell. So, this is the type but of. But it's not taking itself seriously either. Without getting like too wrestling nerdy here, this is the kind of stuff that when WWE hits right, they hit right for me. And it's like that cheesy level of. Because I like all sorts of different styles of wrestling, but when WWE does their WWE thing, I really like it. In this, like this, the Boneyard match and all that. Yeah, stuff. this yeah. this stuff, this stuff when it hits for me, like 
I do really, really like it. And this is yeah. for as far as and as far as like the WWE, like this is the kind of stuff I love to see. Yeah. From that because and the reason I think I, I think that is because when I was a kid, I would have absolutely adored this movie. Loved it. Like this would have been my favorite thing ever because I would have been a big fan of yep. the, I would have been a big fan of the new day as a kid. So I <laughs> If you, I guess I will not recommend this for anybody, but if you have, maybe if you have kids that are into wrestling or if you, maybe if you're just looking for a fun time to just screw around, I I had a blast with this. Yeah. I thought it was a ton of fun. So. Yeah. yeah. All right. Awesome. All right. Very cool. So it's our five year anniversary coming up next episode. It is. Yes. Now, Which is crazy. All right. We're going to have to do some thinking here. So Tom, reach out to us. Tom Zimney. Mm. Our good friend. And he said, for your five-year anniversary, I recommend you picking a movie to discuss that was released the same weekend as your first episode. Wow. So. Wow. <laughs> oh, I shut my computer down, but let's take a look. Well, was now, there a horror movie released that weekend? I guess here's it was, the probably, probably it was October. Thing. I think, I think our first episode was October 16th, 2016. Now, October 16th. 2016 horror movies. There is a movie that I think that you would be interested in, I would be interested in doing, but the, okay. <laughs> so I've got October 2016 horror movies. Here's what we're looking at. All right. I think Ouija Origin of Evil opened that same weekend. That's the Mike Flanagan. Scream the TV series. Child. There's a movie called Child Eater. The big horror releases were Ouija Origin of Evil and Rob Zombie's 31. Now, the other thing that came out during this month, though, October 11th, which was a little bit before we started, but I think is I think is close enough, was Shin Godzilla. Oh, so that's like I was looking at these. I love Shin. The groan was good. That's a positive groan. <laughs> because I'm looking at some of the other things. You've got like the Crooked Man with Michael Jai, Jai White. You've got Krampus too. <laughs> You've got Day of Reckoning. Like I said, Rob Zombie 31, which I'm a Rob Zombie fan, and I'm not even super crazy about that movie. I like 31. Do you? Yeah, I do. It's Do you know why? Because I don't care. Yeah. Because it's really mean. See, I... Like of recent, it's him doing his own thing, which is nice. With recent Rob Zombie movies, my favorite is Lord, Lords of Salem. Which is his weird, like, giallo yes. thing, right? Uh, yeah. uh, Halloween. <laughs> another one oh which is i think you recall you might recall this cover it's the uh i do yeah halloween. i do sadly <laughs> tyler perry's uh boo amadea halloween i have not seen oh that'd be good yeah so basically what do you want to do because i'm looking gravy. at the big the other thing too is we could just do the accountant with a bad affleck because that came out the day we record <laughs> like the amazing <laughs> how funny would that be speaking of wrestling um <laughs> that uh, that plays every week before Dynamite AEW's Dynamite. Every single... <laughs> so and it looks like a sweet movie. Uh, I, oh, have you never seen The Account? No. Oh, it's a lot of fun. I, I actually like it. Burnthal I love. Yeah, yeah, I like The Account quite a bit. Someone did a... Um, they put together like a spreadsheet on AEW Dynamites. They took the ratings. There's a web- website called Cage Match where they <laughs> rate, um, rate the episodes. Okay. So on a scale of 1 to 10... And they took the lead-in movie to Dynamite. So sometimes it's the accountant, sometimes it's the Meg, sometimes it's the Equalizer, okay. and they match it up. So if the accountant, the accountant ended up being correlated to the highest-rated AEW Dynamite show. So the accountant is the best possible lead-in. That's <laughs> like if the accountant amazing. is playing before an AEW show, you're getting the best version. I think the lowest, 
I don't think it was the Meg. I'm trying to remember what it was, but like the lowest, you're getting a crappy show. Amazing. <laughs> so, so what do you want to do? Do you want to do that or do you want to do something else? Because we do have Halloween. I do want to do Halloween Kills on this podcast. Yes, I do too. Um, Yeah, I mean, well, it's okay. So, But I feel like we should do something for our... I agree. Um, so Halloween Kills comes out next week. So yes. the way it works out is the week after the 22nd would be our uh, technically our five year anniversary show. And then the fifth would be our next episode after that. So we could do our five year anniversary. We could talk about like Shin Godzilla and then we could do Halloween kills a little later. I'm cool with that. Give well, us let's a, do that. Have you seen Shin Godzilla? Yes. Yeah. Okay. But you know what? I saw it on an airplane. Okay. So I'm, so, I'm gonna, yeah. I would like to rewatch it again. Cool. Good. All right. Yeah, let's do that. Are you okay with Shin that? Godzilla yeah. next, and then we'll we'll do Halloween, which will come out early November technically. But by then, people have had a t- had a chance to see it, hopefully. And and it's a new movie, and not everybody has as access to Peacock. Yes, uh, it's not on the free version of Peacock, right? Some yeah. people might be uncomfortable with the theater thing, which is totally cool. It's all good. This will hopefully give be folks uncomfortable that with see the it. theater thing because of the Venom story I tell. Them yeah, later. that's why. Would be. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, just um, that'll give people time to, to and check it, it out. will technically be the week of Halloween that we talk about right. it. Yeah. So, and so it, I'm cool with that. Yes. We're going to be doing it, I think, a, a special way here ourselves and it'll give me a chance to kind of rewatch it. Yeah. Real quick, I want to know while we're, before we wrap up here, when are, where are you at with Halloween Kills? I'm kind of like, I keep seeing stuff for it. I'm kind of pumped for it and I know the mixed reviews of it. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm kind of like, I'm kind of jacked for it. <laughs> um, I'm in a weird spot because I've like, I've not read the script but I've like, read enough of the script to kind of know what is coming um so i don't want to say too much i'm excited for it it's if it's anything like what i read it's not exactly what i expected i think you are going to love it (laughs) like i think you're gonna love it i think my uh, that's i think i think you're gonna like this way more than Halloween 2018 which I liked and had but had issues with which were the Dr. Sertan stuff I think most of my issues were. I think you're gonna like this I think I'm either gonna love it or I'm gonna be pretty meh on it and it just depends a script is a script it all depends on the execution okay if this is done in a way that it's either gonna land really well for me or just kind of like okay yeah Let's get it over with. So we'll see. I think some of my expectations have been modified a little bit too. Okay. In recent weeks, but (laughs) I think you're. I. But then that is in some weird way maybe more excited. I think you're gonna like it. I I think think so too. I think I think I'm pretty pumped for it. We'll see. Anticipate insanity. But we're talking about that at the end of the month. We're talking about Shin Godzilla, which by the way is fantastic. Which rules. Yeah. Yeah. So So. um, we will talk about Shin Godzilla for our fifth anniversary, and we'll try to do some fun stuff too. So. All right, that's it. Thank you, everybody, seriously, for listening for, to this hour and a half long episode. Amazing. Um, where can the people reach us real quick? Sorry. Uh, yeah, horrormovieyearbook at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at HMYearbook. We're also on Facebook, Instagram. Just search Horror Movie Yearbook. We're on there. Uh, send us feedback. Send us ideas for episodes. We've obviously got the next couple episodes planned out. Yep. Um, also, keep an eye out uh, if you're a fan of us on Horror Movie Yearbook, which if you're listening, I assume you are. Um be sure to check out Multimedium, which is the other show that Tim and I do, where we discuss uh, uh, adaptations of very multiple forms of medium. So we've done Jurassic Park in the past. 
uh, book to movie. We've done uh, Clue, board game to movie. We've done Resident Evil, video game to movie. We've done Ninja Turtles, comic book to movie. We're doing all sorts of fun stuff. But we've got one that I think horror fans, uh, coming up here, that horror fans I think will dig, which is um, uh, Battle Royale, the original novel. Yeah. A Japanese novel, which has been translated to English, uh, and the uh, movie by Kinji Fukasaku. Uh, which is definitely, I think, fits in the horror genre. Um, and uh, that'll be coming soon-ish. I mean, it's on the way. We're working on it. It's a long book. Yes. <laughs> so we're working on it. And real quick, before we get out of here, sorry, I, I wrapped yeah. it up, but uh, check out our YouTube page because I have been uploading, not full episodes, but mm. so if you're if you're like, hey, I just if we're talking about Brotherhood of the Wolf and you're like, I just want to hear the Brotherhood of the Wolf stuff, I've been yeah. uploading that to YouTube. Cool. I've been taking some of our, um, some of the uh, honor roll stuff I've been doing and just uploading the specific reviews. So if like, you're like, I just want to hear what you have to say about Candyman. That's up there. Yes. Um, the tiny terrors are going to stick to the feed, but, uh, horror movie yearbook on YouTube. I've just been uploading some audio segments from there onto there. So um, you can check that out if that's your thing. So subscribe to us on YouTube as well. That's it. I swear we're out of here now. So (laughs) (laughs) thank you everybody much. Seriously for rest in peace. Yeah. (laughs)